You got any pre 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 recording notes you want to give me? Every time now, really? Uh, there was one time that I was a bad boy. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna let you live it down. Uh, I mean, I do you want to? Because I can. <laughs> I could give us nope. notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our? Who are we? Well, my name's Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-host... Oh, Gizmo the dog. (laughs) That was so good timing. Uh, I'm Josh. I've also got a dog in my room, which is a little new. (laughs) That's a little new. Uh, Josh is is, um, with, with Gizmo. Hi Gizmo. I can't do no, it on cue. Like he wants something. <laughs> well, yeah, this is a movie about uh, Josh and I's friendship. This is our friendship condensed through the lens of reviewing old movies from our childhood ish. We pick one movie a week. We watch it. We we talk about it. At the end of the episode, we rate it either be kind and rewind or eject and reject. Josh is in Chicago. I'm here in the Bay Area. Let's freaking go. Let's go. Let's go, potato. Josh, what did we watch this week? Oh, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Get out of your mind. Get out of my mind. Get out of your mind. We listened to a lot of Little John before we (laughs) started this episode. Can you pull up some MIDI Little John? Medieval John? No, MIDI, so it's not... uh, copyright no nah, never mind i'm not gonna do that oh is there okay <laughs> uh what did we watch this week josh we watched bring it on bring it on from 2000 an american teen cheerleading comedy film directed by peyton reed and written by a woman surprisingly <laughs> jessica bendinger um why did you say it like that well that's, <laughs> I don't know, I was, I was sort of surprised this was written by a woman. Um, this stars Kirsten Dunst, who at this point is, has actually been in so many of these movies that we have reviewed that she's kind of become, I think she's second only to Arnold in terms Whoa, of like... are you serious? Yeah, because um, we watched Spider-Man from 2002 Spider-Man. and Small Soldiers. <laughs> That also oh. had Kirsten Dunst, so yeah, she's kind of become a um, she's she's catching up on you, Arnold. You gotta you gotta stay ahead. This podcast is now called Arnold Schwarzenegger and and uh, and Kirsten Dunst Nostalgia Podcast. How are we, <laughs> by Josh and Evan? My God, my greatest dream would be that this podcast would influence like a buddy cop movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Kirsten Dunst. I can see it. I'd buy that. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, they'd do anything for money. Josh, I hear you kind of munching away on something. What's your serious supper? Ooh. Well, I made chili. Serious? <laughs> good job. How is it? It's good. I made it my, like I made it from scratch. You made it from like you you. It, does it have ground beef or is it veg? Uh, no, it's uh, it's it's cut up 
like flank steak, chunk steak, chuck steak, mm-hmm. chuck steak. Can you hear me? <laughs> chuck steak. <laughs> Uh, and uh, spices and beans, uh-huh. tomatoes, and uh, cooked up. Nice. Well, well, well done. Thanks for. Uh, you can check the Patreon for our uh, recipe of Josh's uh, uh, chunk chili. Um, Josh, do you have a do you have a recipe for our? Uh, uh, wow, my God. A recipe. For, Everybody, uh, I'm a little out of it today. I've been up since. 5 yeah, what's going on with you, Evan? You're a little. Uh, yeah. We don't. We Usually, don't... we have a hard time getting the podcast started, but this time we actually have a reason. Well, I've just been up for a long time. I, I was. I was. It's just a long day. Um, not not a bad day, just a long day. So I'm kind of running on fumes here a little bit. But don't worry, listener. This is going to be just the greatest piece of audio entertainment that you have ever streamed and or downloaded. That's my commitment to you. That tonight is tonight is the night. That after this oh, episode, shit. you can uninstall Spotify and or Stitcher and or all the other things. Because it is never wow. going to get any better than this. I really didn't want to put that pressure on myself, but now well, that you've said it, like, oh, dude, man. Oh, I feel right. like... See, I even like, Giz is a little worried. Dude, oh, Jesus. Giz is into it, dude. That, are, you, are you into the stakes of this episode? I think man, he likes really- those stakes. <laughs> He just like he was like, stakes, and then you can hear you can like hear his head turn. Um, Josh, synopsize, yes. bring it on from two thousand. Okay, here we go. Oh God, I only have two selections for <laughs> for bring it on. <laughs> yeah, one is a sentence, the other is like ugh. okay. Do you want the one sentence or the the four gives four like two paragraphs? Oh, well, the one sentence, if, I, if that's my choice. <laughs> okay. Okay, this one is a champ. Okay, here we go. A champion high school cheerleading squad discovers its previous captain. Oh, because just, how did he open the door? You little fucker. Okay. A champion high school cheerleading squad discovers its previous captain stole all their best routines from an inner city school and must scramble to compete at this year's championships. Mm. that's pretty good yeah yeah that's that's pretty good i mean it's basically i mean for a one sentencer like yeah they they kirsten dunce just became the captain of the cheerleading squad for her high school in in torrance um or no her name is torrance and it's it's her high school is in san diego and yeah and it's what's their team name again oh the toros the Toros, that's right. Brr, it's cold in here. There must be some Toros in the atmosphere. I said, oh, See, we I thought it was go. clovers in the atmosphere. I'm confused. Well, that might be because oh. Kirsten Dunst learned. <laughs> there, was a, there was like a new girl who joined um, uh, Eliza Dushku. That name sounds familiar. What else has she been in? I, don't oh, know. She, I, did, I didn't recognize her. She was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, which I, I never watched, and Angel. Um, but yeah, she she joined the squad. She's a new girl in town, new kind of punk kid in town. Um, and then what, during their first rehearsal, she was like, wait a minute, there's, there's other... You guys stole this from East Compton. And so they went on a little road trip to East Compton, and uh, 
learned that they had stolen it. So they have to kind of come up with their own routine to try to make it to nationals. Um, and you can, you can kind of imagine the, the hijinks that ensued from, from there. Um, not a whole lot of production back history. It's very middling reviews. This movie has a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, uh, Roger Ebert um, initially gave it a two and a half stars, but then later he referred to it, and this is a quote, he refers to Bring It On as the Citizen Kane of cheerleader movies. So... Wait, so he didn't originally give that and he came back with it? Yeah, later on he was like, I love it. Um, I don't uh. know I don't know why. I mean, especially when you consider that there are other movies well, I don't know. I mean I guess I guess we can get into that in the um in the aftermath. But this was an Evan pick this week. Josh, yeah. did you watch this movie when you were a kid? No. Oh really? <laughs> I love how surprised you are every single time that we do this. Well, the no, the uh, the context for that is because I texted you three options. Yeah, and but and you immediately were like, "Bring it on!" And I was like, "Oh, okay." Because I so, wanted to see it. Oh, oh, so you had never seen it? Nope. Oh man. Okay. Well, did you know about it? Like, had you had you yeah, heard oh, of it? Before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is. I would say that this was pretty pretty prevalent among all the friends that I had and yeah, pretty much everything I had growing up. I mean, it was very clearly like something that people were quoting and bringing along with them and it stuck. Uh, even to this day, I mean, one of the venues that I'm working for right now uh, is doing like a bring it on themed New Year's party. Oh my God, really? Yeah, so they're going to have, like, cheerleaders, and it's all going to be kind of, like, themed, like it's, you're in high school, and, mm. I mean, it's it's that big. Yeah, I mean, this So it's actually kind of kind of interesting that it's, like, that's happening right now, and, like, now I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, oh, okay, now I finally get everything. Yeah, this movie has, um, it does have five sequels, although they were all direct-to-video. Five? Yeah. So there, there's oh Bring It On Again in 2004. There's Bring It On All or Nothing in 2006. Bring It On In It to Win It from 2007. Bring It On Fight to the Finish from 2009. And then they took a well-deserved eight-year-long break, but brought it roaring <laughs> back with Bring It On Worldwide Cheer Smack in 2017. Hold on, I gotta Whoa, look at- that's a great title. Worldwide Cheer Smack? Weird. Okay. Yeah. The only, but the only the first two were from the from the same production company. Bring it on and bring it on again. Um, the 2017 version looks really weird. Yeah. Hashtag. How far did Cheer Smack? How far did Kirsten Dunst make it in that in that uh, that lexicon? None. She did. She was not in Bring It On Again. <laughs> she wasn't even in the first one. <laughs> No, 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 she was in the first, (laughs) yeah, she's in it, but she isn't, she doesn't star in it, she's just a featured extra, (laughs) they just were like, we need one name, no, but wow, bring it on, on. bring it on again, they, um, that's weird, the the gal looks exactly like Kirsten Dunst, Um, but yeah, so this, I mean, this movie has a legacy, um, 
it's it's a little bit surprising to me why it has a legacy um but yeah i remember watching this one a bunch um and i don't really know why i i wasn't a che- i wasn't a cheerleader um i i i had it kind of in my mind that this is a quote girl movie um so i this one must have been one that my like my cousins i have a lot of uh, of female cousins um back in kansas city so this one must have been one that although at this time i was living in california but they would come out and visit over the summer uh, for like a month stretch at a time so this one must have been one that they were like oh yeah you've got to watch bring it on um i i don't really feel that way about the movie especially after watching it this time um but i i think that was kind of my introduction to the movie and um so yeah, we, we kind of and it was another one where like we had it around, so it was it was in the the revolving door of our DVD player, as it were. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really have any friends that were really pushing this movie for me to see it as much as they were like, Oh my god, it's good. And there was nothing for me to really like uh push me towards it. I mean, I guess there was like a theatrical aspect to it, like, you know, a little theater like uh like a little theater group putting on a play it's kind of similar to that but not similar enough i'm just thinking of reasons why i would have watched this in like high school and neither one of us were sports people you did you ever do organized sports um in like summer camp i was a pitcher on the baseball team hey how were you i it didn't it i lasted one season (laughs) okay but you, yeah, that's so interesting. So your parents never like pushed you to do uh, organized sports or anything. No, I was not. A, I was not a sports boy. I am now. I ravenously follow table tennis. Yeah, you you are, and you're you're kind of naturally athletic. So I wonder. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what could have been. What what could have been? We're transitioning to a. A spirit finger like situation where Josh is playing in the major leagues, but he's aided by a whole team of ghosts. Hey guys, we're really gonna do great out there at the pitch, but I just wanna say, even though you do not exist in the physical world, I've always felt really touched by you as family members. Aww, and then a motivation. Even though you can't play. really touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how you taunted them. You were like, "I'm grateful for you, but you can't touch." Me. Well, because I said I was touched by them. <laughs> like I was touched by you guys, like you were family members, but you can't literally touch me. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I enjoyed the taunt. You know me, I enjoy a taunt. Um, I really don't like this alternate universe. Josh. All right, yeah, we're we're coming back. <laughs> just in time. For us to take oh, hey, Evan. Sh- hey, Josh, how's it going? Welcome back to the inethereal realm. Um, oh, my nose is bleeding. Oh, shit. All right, we're going to patch that up, and we'll be right back after this short break. Hey, Tapes, Tapes, Tapes fans. This is Morgan, your fan club president. It's season two, and if you're like me, you've been thinking about how you can pay your fan club dues. I talked to the boys, and it's actually pretty easy. 
We can let our friends know all about the podcast and that it can be found on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and their website, tapestapestapes.podbean.com. Other than that, we can send the boys an email. We can pour our hearts out. We can write fan fiction. We can send in fan art. And we can send it all to 88tapesbaby at gmail.com. All right, I'm going to let the boys do their thing. Back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. So, Josh, you didn't grow up with this. I no. I did. Oh, to set the tone for the rest of the episode, I'm disappointed in young Evan for liking this movie so much. Um, for what? For liking this movie so much when I was a kid. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm really curious because you never watched it. Um, what what was your what was your experience? And also, aside from that, did you watch other movies like this? Like, did you watch, you know, Clueless, Legally Blonde? Uh, no, mean, mean I watched Girls. Legally Blonde, but I I didn't get into. I mean, I, yeah, Mean Girls, but that was also later. That was yeah, that was. This is like two thousands. Yeah, right? this is this is two thousand. Actually, it's two thousand and two, right? No, it's it's two thousand. I think yes. it's just two thousand. Yeah, it's two thousand. But yeah, this one I just was really struck watching it this time around with just the the homophobia. Like it was really rampant in this and sort of shocking. Like I, I don't mm. I don't know if you picked up on that or or not, but it is I mean, I guess it's a bit of a testament to like how different like how how much language has changed in the last 19 years but like in the very in the very first 5 minutes one of the kids um gets called a fag and like one of the cheerleader boys from one of the um from one of the football players calls him a fag and nobody reacts everybody just kind of rolls their eyes and is like Oh yeah, I think, whatever. He doesn't know anything. Like they don't even mention anything about it. They don't even say like, "You sh- whoa, that's over the line." And like this is this movie is PG thirteen. Like this movie is made for kids. That that was in this movie, and I I found myself being really like disturbed by that, and not not really able to let any kind of nostalgia baby wash over me. That that there was <laughs> no this, bath for you. No no nostalgia baby bath for for me, um, and so I just I I had a rough time. Like this one, I was I was checking the clock like every thirty minutes, just being like, okay, when it, when is this over? <laughs> because <laughs> I I just couldn't. And you know what? The other thing that I have to admit, because I would be remiss if I didn't admit this, I texted Josh a selection of three movies that were quote-unquote girl movies because I was kind of feeling like we've watched a lot of, you know, boy movies on this podcast, so I'm going to kind of, like, force us to watch a quote-unquote girl movie because, like, maybe it'll be a little bit more progressive for the podcast. Maybe it'll kind of challenge us a bit. And that completely backfired on me. 
And I like because this movie is not feminist. It is not progressive. This movie is like totally male gaze with all of the half naked um, cheerleaders romping around in the locker room, just like how it is at every high school. Um, in fact, the director was quoted as saying that his major concern with the film was pushing the sexual aspects of cheerleading without losing the PG-13 rating. So he intentionally wanted to over-sexualize these, like, supposed-to-be teenagers to the point of, like, coming right up against the boundary of of having an R rating. So, I I don't know. <laughs> How... How does that jive with with your like viewing of it? Well, it would be really weird if I just said or... that I really really enjoyed it. <laughs> damn, I know you're I'm... not really setting setting up for a contrasting opinion. <laughs> well, I get the, my yeah. I, I mean, sorry <laughs> if you enjoyed it. No, 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 don't apologize. If you enjoyed it, I'm curious. I, about I loved it. it. You, you did. You enjoyed it. <laughs> I I had a blast watching it. Yeah, it is cringy uh kind of what was happening in that movie uh-huh. uh in terms of homophobia kind of the the over sexualization of the cheerleaders and stuff but i don't know i've just evan we've been watching so many of these fucking 90s movies and they were all so tone deaf of these problems it's like i i i'm getting i don't want to say i'm getting like uh used to it but it's like i'm just learning that like yeah this is something that we totally fucked up as like humans right and i'm gonna just try to enjoy this and it's a really fun movie oh man that's yeah well no that and that's fine like and i I really don't feel like you should i mean clearly this movie has a legacy It, it lasts to this day your 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 work is putting on like a bring it on themed party so there, there are aspects of this that are like, okay, yeah, it's it's kind of a fun way of looking at cheerleaders and like, there's this is like a fantasy high school where everybody's super duper hot, um, and there there are some lines that I remember, like I remember the cheers and I remember the character, the, the choreographer character, um, is oh god, yeah, he was rough. He's just a fantastic character though, right? Because it's it's just yeah. Like, it's such a fantasy of the completely over the top um, choreographer. I just, for me, I just couldn't get, I couldn't get past it because it was like, wow, this is is so shocking. Like the the other thing that I'm thinking of is in the very first act when the male cheerleader is like joking about how when he lifts that one particular girl, his hand like slips in her panties. Yeah, and I just, dude, I just couldn't with that. <laughs> I just, <sighs> yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough. And and I don't know, you know, like I was actually talking with other other friends about, and I don't know if this is even going to make it in the episode, but like I was talking with other friends about this this very podcast and talking about like how things like that are so inappropriate. They wouldn't make it into a movie today. And they would like, if that did get released in theaters, there would be a hundred blog posts and it would be, you know, canceled. It would be an uh, just, it would, it would be all over the, there would be a media uproar about it. And I don't know. I have conflicting feelings about like, 
do I then talk about it because I, I would agree with that or do I kind of like, is it not really my role as like a large white man to, I mean, I, I am bisexual and I have experienced homophobia before, but I don't, I don't know, you know, it's like a, it's wow. a, it's a weird, it's a weird platform. <laughs> Cause we're trying to have like fun and trying to like, you know, think about our friends who we watch these movies with and like people around our age who I'm sure are like, Oh yeah, bring it on. I love that movie. It was great. And then to be like, yeah, but it has this one glaring thing that like doesn't, doesn't age well at all. You know what I mean? Well, that's kind of the point of this podcast, isn't it? Yeah. We're seeing these movies from our childhood and we're seeing if they've aged particularly well. <laughs> and giving them a rating of ejected reject. Yeah, I mean, I I guess so, and and that is for me at least. That's like it's, it's just kind of a natural part of it. It has to be like yeah. we're literally looking at this. We say it every episode. We're looking at this through the lens of thirty year old twenty nineteen eyes and seeing if it ages appropriately. So yeah, we're gonna hit a lot of politically yeah. incorrect or uncomfortable territory, but it's like. Does that mean we have to write it completely off or do we not? Or that's, we get to choose. Yeah, I guess, I guess for me, it's, it's hard to, I don't know. It's sometimes I feel like, I mean, and like I said, I already owned up to like, I was trying to be fucking woke and be like, I'm going to choose a girl movie because of bull, because it'll make me look more progressive or whatever. Like, I'm more of a feminist if I choose a movie that has, like, a bunch of women in it. And then it, that just, like, that just, like, did not work. <laughs> so, yeah. I... Honestly, I... I, I, feel I, I, I totally get it. No, well... <laughs> I you know I yeah. don't know I I try I tried to just watch this from the point of point of view of like okay I'm somebody that is watching this my, the age that I was when it came out how is it having an impact on me as like a kid and yeah I probably wrote in a lot of bad habits of like homophobia and uh Oh my god, I don't even know where to start. There's just so much of it. But like it's also like a film that doesn't really exist in too many other like you don't see a lot of like cheerleader enjoyable movies. and well-produced cheerleader movies that have recognizable stars that like are targeted more towards females. Right. So I'm like, okay, let's 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 see. And it's like I've largely enjoyed it cuz it's from a a like producing and like story structure kind of way like it's good and it's got some good uh like kind of morals behind it of like oh like what do we do in a situation where we have stolen material but it's also something that we've worked hard on Mm -hmm. what does it mean to like be original and should be we be appropriating culture from another culture and all that stuff i mean that that's true it it does yeah I guess I was so distracted by the other stuff. I didn't think about it, but yeah, I mean, they even tried the, like, if if you kind of break it down from, from a moral standpoint, they, they stole, they learned that they stole and then they decided to do it anyway. And that blew up in their face because then the cheerleaders from East Compton came and like, they did the exact routine 
in front of the audience and the audience was like, what the hell is happening? Um, so then they were like, okay, well, clearly we need to do something else. Well, what can we do? Well, we're, what's the easiest thing that we can do next? We're rich and white and we're in like a rich neighborhood. Let's raise money to hire a choreographer. And then the exact same thing happens where the choreographer had already sold those moves to another school. So they were yeah. like, crap, we, we can't just steal our way out of this. We can't buy our way out of this. We're going to have to work really hard. And so they did, and they they ended up taking from in that like big montage. They took from a bunch of different things, and then they created something totally new, which is sort of at least for me, that's how art should be. I think I think it's cool to be inspired by something and then kind of take it in a in a new direction. Um, yeah. So, yeah, good for them for that. Um, and I don't good for them for that. Good for them for that. If I was to present this to like friends, I would just say like, "Hey, here's a here's a fun movie. It's about cheerleaders. It's got Kirsten Dunst in it, and it's got some interesting stories to it. You see some of this stuff in here. Don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah, right. That's bad behavior. <laughs> That's just don't do that. Like you're an adult. I'll let you watch this movie and like you know get what you want out of it, but don't do that. Yeah. Be be a better person than that. Don't uh, don't just kind of default to to punching down, because <laughs> you know that that's ultimately what what it is. Um, did you have like a favorite funny? I'm kind of surprised that you even had a good time with it because again, this is another situation where you didn't you didn't know anything about it. Um, yeah. What was your favorite like gag or character or? Like, I honestly, oh man, I mean, I liked the dances that they had. Uh, mm -hmm. Most of the dancing bits. I actually really love that first intro dance, even though it is like very sexualized. I think the whole intro names <laughs> oh, and like dream. Big Red interrupting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the dream. Uh, I absolutely loved that. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. Uh, I, I, I still had a, I had a glimmer of hope for my feelings about the movie while that was happening because I was like, oh, this is fun. Like. <laughs> What are they going to do and, here? Uh, yeah, and I think that, that scene where uh, Kirsten Dunst and the guy are in the bathroom and they're doing the... I mean, it's already an iconic scene, uh, but they're brushing their teeth and it's like there's obviously some tension in there. But it's also very, like, innocent. <laughs> like, I just loved that. Yeah, that was one that I could... I feel like I could relate to as a kid. I, I, remember, I remember that scene and kind of being like, oh, it's kind of interesting. It's like... The most flirtatious to, uh, toothbrush I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that's... And if anybody's seen uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, Thank you. Next, uh, Ariana Grande definitely had a shout out to it in her music video. Oh, is that right? Oh yeah. Well, she uh, the music video is a call, uh, like oh hi guys is a like a call. Uh, uh, she's like making all these uh, references to. Like movies that inspired her, and one of them was this movie. She actually does like some of the dance routines in it to her song, and she does the toothbrush scene. Really, she's also got like some Mean girl stuff. So, yeah, watch the music video. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, pop culture. <laughs> pop culture referencing the nineties or the aughts, I guess in this case. Um, all right, Josh. What do you give two thousands? 
American teen cheerleading comedy film directed by Peyton Reed and written by Jessica Bendiger. I give this movie a, a double gizmo. Wow, you really loved it. Uh, I you know I I enjoyed it, and you know what? I think I'll pass it on. It's just like you know if if you take all of those but don't drop Disney the baton. Channel, I will not drop that baton. Oh my god, no curses for me. Uh, I don't know if I take away all of those '90s shows and movies. I mean, there's some really bad ones. Like, what is it? Uh, 16 Candles has some super racist parts in it. Mm. And I'm just thinking about, like, all those shows that were, like, calling each other fag or, like, gay is, like, a thing. Like, if we just removed all of it, like, I don't know. That really doesn't change anything. That really doesn't... All, the, all you're saying is just, like, we're trying to erase this. Let's forget about it. That's awful. But I think, like, if you still have it and you just say, like, hey... This movie's enjoyable, but pay attention to them calling everybody fag. Like, that's not something that we should be doing anymore, because we think better of it now. Like, yeah, I think that's that's also kind of just as important. Yeah. It's kind of like with those old Looney Tunes cartoons, where they put the disclaimer for, like, uh, uh, like Speedy Gonzales, where they don't just cancel them. They don't try to erase it from history. They're just like, hey, we're still going to show these, because it's just part of our history, and we can't change that. But this does not represent a view that we have anymore. And uh, we're sorry about that. Here you go. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I get what you're saying. At the same time, for me, it's like, like I would compare it to like the adventures of Huckleberry Finn, where they, they wanted yeah. to, you know, they wanted to have like a censored version where the, the N-word is replaced by, I don't remember right. what they were going to replace it with. And then it was like, but I think that the difference is, is that the Looney, that Looney Tunes are like a part of American classic cartoons. Like that's, that's like a thing. And Huckleberry Finn too is, it's a, it's a fantastic work, you know? And there's a lot of intention behind it. Whereas with Bring It On, I don't know. This one to me seemed like they wanted to make some money. They wanted to, they wanted to show some tits and ass. And they just were like, well, it's just a sort of lazy writing to me almost. So for... Yeah, I mean, that's fair. For From my... And that's just from my perspective. And I grew up with this. I've had my time with it. I've, I've watched it enough. I'm, I'm going to give it an eject and reject. Not because it's like the worst thing I've ever seen. And not only because of the, like, the way that I was offended by it. But just because I didn't think that it... I don't think that it earned it. I mean, there there's plenty of stuff that uses offensive language and that we've watched for this very podcast that I've been like, wow, well, that wouldn't happen today. Um, but I've I've given it a, a, a be kind of rewind. But just for whatever reason, for me, I couldn't... I'm, I just couldn't get it up. Couldn't get that nostalgia bone up for, for this one. Um, as well as being kind of being offended. <sighs> offended you know friender friend um do you have uh, do you can you think of anything else that you would recommend from this movie oh like uh, i don't really know any other uh. yeah you never watched clueless or you never watched um 
I mean, well, I'm just trying to think like competition move. Like, oh, uh, Pitch Perfect. Oh, is that actually good? I fucking love Pitch Perfect. Wow, I've never seen and it. And Pitch Perfect too. Oh, see it. Uh, so it's similar in the sense where it's a predominantly female-driven cast mm. doing some kind of competitive, like sport. And in that movie, it's um, acapella competitions. Yeah, yeah. And it's got what's and her name? It's, the it, gal from. Um... I know. I'm forgetting her name. Oh gosh, uh, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, Anna Kendrick, yeah, and yeah. she they that they crush that movie because it's. <laughs> It's a similar idea that it's like, okay, here's a newcomer kind of coming to shake things up and help the team realize like kind of what's holding them back. Yeah. You know, in this case, it was we're stealing stuff. And in that case, it's like they were, I won't spoil it, but essentially there's something wrong with their act. And she comes in and kind of helps people realize kind of what they're doing wrong and just kind of realize their true potential. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. And they do it in a way that doesn't piss most people off. Yeah, I think that's that's actually an excellent recommendation. <laughs> I was, um, my recommendations were, so one of my recommendations was going to be But I'm a Cheerleader, um, which came out 1999, actually one year before. Um, and that one I have never seen, though. So I can't really I can't really recommend it. Um, but good recommendation. What I do know is that it is a like gay cult. It's like a cult gay classic. Um, it's very campy. It stars Natasha Leone. Um, and it's about a cheerleader who gets sent to a, um, gay conversion, like turn you straight camp. Um, and so it's kind of through the lens of, of a bunch of young people that are, that are questioning and exploring their sexuality. So it's like, that one comes to mind just because it's about cheerleaders and also it just goes directly kind of <laughs> against some of the concerns that I had about this movie. Um, a more recent movie that I really liked was Love, Simon. Did you ever see that? No. That's another uh, high school movie. It doesn't have anything to do with like a competition, but it's it's just a very cute teenage love story about a uh, a gay kid who thinks he's the only gay kid in his high school and then it turns out that there's one other uh, boy who likes him um but he's staying anonymous and and you kind of figure out who it is through watching the movie um yeah it's it's super cute and it doesn't hit you over the head with like <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to be offensive, but it doesn't hit you over the head with like gay is okay. Like LGBTQ, everybody gotta be. It just is like, right. it's just a very normal kind of just is, it just is, which I think is, is great because it just makes it very normal. And, and for, for me, that's, that's what I want to see out of, out of media. I just want to see it where it's like, it's not a big deal, you know? Because then, then once it's normalized, then it's like uh, all the other stuff will just kind of follow. It doesn't need to be like a big deal. Um, you know, shout outs to like the Brady Bunch. Remember when there was like that gay couple at the end? There were the two guys and they just were neighbors of him. Right. And it just was like, hey, we're we're married. We've been here a long time too. They didn't say anything about like, oh, you guys are married? How can two men? They didn't even say anything. Or in the Avengers, where the gay guy was getting counseling from Captain America. Hashtag woke. (laughs) 
I'm a piece of shit. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening to this the greatest audio content that you've ever experienced. That was my promise. And God damn yeah, it. Yeah, you really delivered on God that. God damn it we, did I we deliver. All, we, all, we all delivered. Gizmo delivered. Gizmo Holy definitely shit. delivered. <laughs> um, yeah, that that he did. Uh, Josh, do you want to give us your your favorite yoga pose and then describe it? Uh, my favorite yoga pose is chair. Okay. I like chair. Uh, so chair is when you're like you're in sun pose. Hmm. or mountain and you got your hands up and then you just bring your ass down (laughs) until you're it's kind of like you're sitting in a chair Hmm. except your ass is a little bit lower down your hands are straight up and your back's flat all that crap (laughs) i like it because i feel like i look awesome in it but it it sucks it's it it's a it's a hard one Hmm. to like hold for more than like 30 seconds whoa it's a workout Wow. Uh, but I'm sure I'm sure when anybody does it, they look fucking cool. So that's Josh's yoga tip for the week. Thanks for that yoga tip. And thank you for listening to this episode. We love you. We mean it. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs>